to beauty business today i'm so excited i have another latina with me in here <laughs> so excited um so this is gonna be my you're actually my third guest oh no, yay wait, hold, on. <laughs> that, hold on i'm, I'm all counting <laughs> So this is my fifth episode where I have a Latina in here. Yeah. With, which I'm so excited for. I love being able to have somebody else representing all culture and all Latinas out there. And also <laughs> very special to me because I truly, truly believe and there's room for all of us to grow and to flourish. But we don't really see that. And I right. and we'll talk a little bit about that today. In my own upbringing, it was very competitive, you know, like each Latina for their own, you know, <laughs> and afford whatever you have, like it's yours, you know, like this protective right. energy. And I am not like that. So <laughs> yes. uh, let's welcome the sis. Okay, do you go by Sam or Samantha? Sam. Yeah. Okay, so it's Sam Murillo, and she's also a hairstylist, and we met on the TikTok. <laughs> on the talks. <laughs> I, she happened to come up on my feed, and I was like, who is this? And I started checking out your post, and I was like, I want to connect with the, her, and I'm like, you know what, I'm going to ask her. She wants to be a part of my podcast. She said yes, and here we are. How are you, Sam? <laughs> I'm doing so great. Thank you so much for that introduction. Um, I'm just really honored to sit down and talk to you again, like you said, another Latina in the hair industry and being on your podcast. This is my first podcast interview. I also have a podcast, <laughs> but this is the first time where somebody is interviewing me. So I'm just full of butterflies and so much gratitude right now. So just thank you so much for sitting down with me and talking with me today. Oh, of course. Thank you. And this is just like a coffee talk. Okay. Like two girls, like we don't have to worry about nothing. There ain't no pressure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love it. But tell us a little bit. I want to know about your journey. So how did you become a hairstylist? I would love to know. This is a great question. So actually this next month in June, I'll be turning 13 years old in the hair world. I'll be 13 years. I sell it. I call it my hair birthday <laughs> because I work so damn hard to get that license. <laughs> so I celebrate it every year. So I'll turn 13 years behind the chair. And honestly, it's been really um, great for me. Um, I spent most of my career kind of hiding behind my um my, a lot of my identity was wrapped up in being a hairdresser because for me, I entered uh, so young, I was 18 or 19 when I started school. And so this was the first thing in my life that was a really positive effect, like in the environment when I went to school and then also just being so creative and finding something that I loved. So it was a huge positive aspect compared to my you know, real world at home life. It was a little, I was getting into a lot of trouble before I started doing hair. <laughs> so um, I feel like hair really changed a lot for me for who I am. So that was a very positive thing at first. And then I kind of grew up in that old school mentality. It's like, you have to service everybody and you have to be here at all times. And so um, I was with mentors who kind of lived by that model as well. So over time, it took me about 10 years in 
behind the chair for me to realize like I need to take control of my life and my business and boundaries need to be a part of that. So I didn't really started practicing and implementing boundaries until about three years ago. And ever since I was like, I can have my cake and eat it too. (laughs) Like there can be, I know balance is kind of an iffy word, but I like to use the word alignment. So I'm trying to live more in alignment with both my life and my business and incorporating them together to create a flow. And that's kind of where I'm at now. Um, I'm also a military spouse. So I've been married about six years. (laughs) I've moved across the country twice. I am now licensed in three states, uh, California, my hometown, New York, and now I'm currently in Cheyenne, Wyoming. That's where I'm recording right now. (laughs) Yeah, I'm in Cheyenne, Wyoming right now. Um, And then, you know, my business really took a halt when I had my son in the pandemic. So it was 2020. I got pregnant. (laughs) That was like a whole nother thing. Um, And then I kind of my career was kind of put on hold a little bit. And now I'm starting. um, I've been educating most of my career. But now I'm starting to step back behind the chair. So I have a huge passion for sharing with others. It's just something that comes a little bit more naturally to me (laughs) because I don't know it all and I want to give what I can to others. Um, But that's me in a nutshell. I know that was like a long-winded intro, but (laughs) that's kind of what we're at right now. (laughs) I love it. I love how you share like you were, you've always done educating. So how education part start for you like how did you start the whole education realm so I was fortunate to go to a really good school Paul Mitchell the school I don't necessarily like to name drop um, so you're welcome to take that out if you want but (laughs) but I had mentors who were there and I started mentoring right out of school so I think I was out of school maybe three months before I got the opportunity to be a mentor for other students inside of the school that I went to. So that was really special. And then when I was there for a couple of years, then it, I turned into a mentor into a teacher. And then once I left the school to pursue my own thing behind the chair, I never really stopped educating. Um, and it was just more of sharing with my local peers, with my local hairstylists, and then it kind of transformed on its own. And so now I show up and teach, well, now on TikTok (laughs) and on the podcast, and I am in the works of creating some online classes so that way I can share with the stylists that I've connected with in the other states that I have been licensed in. You're getting all your experience and sharing it with everybody else. I love yes. that. Yes. <laughs> so how so how was it? Like so you decided to take a halt, right? Like when you had you had your baby, you wanted to really focus on that and you stopped working behind the chair. How long did you stop working behind the chair? And how um, came back? So I stopped well, everybody was put on hold, I think, in 2020. And that's when I was pregnant. So (laughs) like nobody could work. So I was working behind the chair as much as I could while I was pregnant. Um, But this was also a time, my my son was born in August. He had a very traumatic entrance into this world, um, one that we weren't expecting. So he was actually in the hospital for a month after he was born. Um, 
So that was like September. And then we as a family were moving the following April. So that gave me roughly like seven months. And I knew because I'm going to have a newborn baby <laughs> and I had trouble. We had trouble conceiving too. So I'm also an IVF warrior. So I knew that seven months between my son being born and us moving again to another location because of the military, I knew I didn't want to be behind the chair for those seven months. I didn't know what that looked like after once we got settled here in Cheyenne. Um, but I knew I wanted that one-on-one -on -one time with my son because of all of the challenges that we had before. So that was kind of an easy decision. I did keep like one or two extension clients that came, you know, just for me to keep my hands dirty, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you can take the hair out the girl, but you can't take the hairdresser out the girl. So I, like, I couldn't be gone for long. I was like, I need something for me. You know how it is as a mom. It's like, I love my son and I love my husband, but I need something for me. So. Yeah, it's so important too, you know, because you can kind of get lost in there. Like I have three kids. Okay. I have a 14 and eight and a two-year-old that's about to turn three. Um, and I think it's, it is, it's so different with each of your child. And I, I never judge. Like for me, I went back to work three weeks after I had my last one. I praise you. But it was my third kid, you know, and like, it's different. Like you say, it's so different with each, like with each of my kids has been different and we're all in different circumstances of some total different circumstances. Right. Now. So yeah, I'm like, we each have to, in motherhood, you just have to do what works best for you. And motherhood, especially motherhood and business, I feel like it changes from like week to week, day to day. Like you just have to go with the flow and not put too many expectations on myself. And that's something that I had to learn along the way too. It's like, it shouldn't look like anything. And when we set up these expectations, that's when we really set up ourselves for a failure. It's like, what works for us right now in this moment? And then just go with that. <laughs> so it was really easy for me to say no initially when my son was born. Like, I don't want, I don't want to do hair right now. Like, let's move. Let's get to this new state. Let's figure out what it's about over there. And then we'll, you know, We'll figure it out as we go. And then once we got to Cheyenne, it's been about a year since we've been here. Um, then we're like getting settled and cozy. And part of being in the military is like, surprise, your husband's getting deployed. <laughs> so, um, and we had like two weeks notice. And then it, it's that ebb and flow that we're talking about. It's like um, me and my son decided to go back to California, our hometown to be with family while my husband was away for six months. So we weren't alone. Um, so there wasn't really, I could have done more hair in California cause that's where I'm from, but there's, just, I feel like I was also in survival mode. You know, mm -hmm. it's like, I'm just trying to be a decent mom. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to live without my husband during this <laughs> time. And like, I'm only talking to him for like 15 minutes a day. And it, it was really hard. So my mental health while my husband was deployed um, was my main priority because I had such a difficult time. I had a lot more difficult than I ever expected. Like raising a kid on your own <laughs> is not fun. So I did not have a good time. I'm not even going to lie. So um, yeah, now that my husband is back though, now... Like we've, this has just been in the process of like maybe the last week or two where it's like, I told my husband, there's something missing. Like I keep showing up, I keep teaching and it's serving me, but I don't feel fulfilled. 
and I need something else. And we kept, every time we would have conversations together, mm-hmm. um, I, it kept coming up like, I just need to do hair. I need to physically touch hair. I need to talk to another human being who is not my son and not my husband, okay? Like, <laughs> I need to have a conversation with another human being. I need to get out of the house. I need, you know, I, um, so I made this decision like maybe a week or two ago where it was like, this is what we're gonna do. I need to get back behind the chair. And with that comes a lot of family, I wouldn't say challenges, but difficult discussions because I'm not in a place right now in Cheyenne where I know a lot of people. So I'm not willing to put my son in daycare. So that really limits me on my time that I can be behind the chair. But even with that limitation, I know I just need a little taste <laughs> to get my groove back. You know what I mean though? Like, I was like, I don't care. Just So right now it's um, for our family what works or what we committed to is one day a week, I'll be behind the chair. And I am letting that be enough um, because I think we get trapped up in seeing other people working, you know, three to five business days. And I wish I could do that. But right now that doesn't work for me and my family and that's okay. And my story and my experience is just mine. And I want, I'm really trying really hard to honor that. Like, it's okay that I'm just working one day behind the chair. this is fulfilling for me right now. You know what I mean? So I love that, Sam. And I really first, I want to say thank you to your husband for his service. I know in my heart, honestly, like so felt hearing your story of everything that you also sacrifice as well. So thank you. you. Um, I appreciate that so much. Yeah. And I just love what you're saying that it has to be enough for you. Like you are choosing this for yourself. And we see all this stuff, right, on the IG, and everybody's working these days or full time or three or five, all these different things, but we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. And at the end of the day, it has to be enough for you, enough for me, right? Mm-hmm. For me right now. So we're actually going to be moving in eight months. <laughs> oh, wow. Where are you moving to? I'm moving a little bit more Northern California. I know, right? <laughs> Yeah, girl, just go to Portland already. I know. (laughs) Already, you know, I can't. Yeah, so we're going to be moving up north. So even for me right now, I'm just like, and I don't, I'm in a situation right now where I'm like, I'm not really trusting of babysitters. So I'm just like, same. I'm like, you know what? Like my kids are going to have to take like the real like priority. And it has been the past two years for me. Okay. First, like you said, it was really hard. Like keeping it real. Yeah. really really hard because I was like oh my gosh like how am I supposed to like grow and create all this content and I see you know my friends you know because I have also like you say friends in the industry and I love them hey Celeste come to this class or come to this event and it's like I can't do that right now because right now my focus is my kids and what's gonna happen to my career you know like And that's really hard to say no in those instances because there are things that you genuinely want to do. You want to be there and show up. You want to be there and create, but it's like, it, it's it's so much harder to say no and to put your family first. But I think something that helps me, I guess in my head, I have to tell myself this, <laughs> is like, this is just temporary. And I am, I, 
I talk to the universe a lot. My That's like my higher power. And I just try to believe that I am exactly where I'm supposed to be, no matter how uncomfortable it is and no matter how much I want more. So I praise you for your sacrifices too, because I genuinely know how that feels to put your family and yourself first and your business second. And it's, I feel a little bit harder. I mean, I, this is our first time like meeting in person, but you know, in my upbringing from Latina to Latina, I had to work for everything that I have. And it's just ingrained into me like you just work. Like I've been working since I was 16. And if you want something, you have to work for it. So it's my natural um, instinct to work. That's easier. Being a mom and a wife, that's so much harder for me. That first, it's so (sighs) And I love how you say, and I really want to touch on that because I would love to hear your side of this. Yeah. And like you had to work for it. And And that's why I love sharing my story because I had to work to where I'm at, right? I was like, let's see so I was a an actual an educator for a brand I became an international educator with them I've been on stages I've been uh, you know hair shows with brands like all kinds of cool amazing experiences and summits and talking and all this stuff but it wasn't handed to me like I took a lot of years away from my kids to be able to travel and my husband being the you know the one at home taking care of the kids while mom is doing the education part and And for me to, like you're saying, to make that sacrifice to detach my worth from work. Oh, girl, you gave me chills right now. I'm about to sweat <laughs> because detaching your worth from your work like that is so freaking huge. And it took me most of my career, 13 years behind the chair to realize that my worth isn't wrapped up in what I do. You know, it's it's a piece of me, definitely. And I love it but it's not all of me, you know? <laughs> so th- I think that is huge. Your worth wrapped up. In- oh, you spoke to me, girl. I still got chills. <laughs> That's powerful. <laughs> Give this like sense of hope. Like, I don't know if your story or whoever's hearing this, your story is going to be the same as mine, but I want to give you hope. So I thought my career was over. I really did. I had, I got the crud, you know, the COVID thing in 2020, <laughs> my hand up my left hand I couldn't open it oh my goodness so 21 I closed my salon down my mobile salon <laughs> in January I'm going to therapy and all these exams and MRIs and specialists trying to figure out what's wrong with my hand they real they tell me finally you know what's due to COVID we don't know what's going to happen wow and the whole year because we're talking about mental health like I'm an anxious person I don't want to be but I am mm-hmm and my anxiety really kicked in and my, and really the whole deep inner work that nobody saw oh. show up. And I'm, I'm not like super happy, but I am who I am. I'm bubbly and stuff. Yes. You know? yes. But there was days where her, I was crying. There was days where I'm like, am I even, what's my worth now? Like I have worked so hard. Like I know so many of our listeners and whoever's listening to this, like you're probably have worked so hard too, to be where you're at. And then you feel like, what's going to happen next. And one of the beautiful things that has happened in my um, own story, it has been that I have been able to work with other bigger online businesses. Like I'm part, and I'm so grateful to Amy Porterfield, part of her diversity, equity, and inclusion committee. I'm part of that. So awesome. I've been able to do online summits for education and 
other opportunities opened up is sometimes, and I know it's hard when you're going through it, like in life and business, and you're like, oh my gosh, but this doesn't look like anybody else. I don't see anybody else in my shoes. Is it going to work out for me? Maybe it's going to work out better than you think, but we have to go through the process. And it's yeah. And I think that part of growing, which a lot isn't talked about too, is like, is the pain. you have to literally go through this pain in order they're called growing pains not growing comforts do you know what I mean it's just like and I girl I've grown a lot since I started behind the chair but I did not think it was going to hurt this much (laughs) you know it's not all it's even when we uh when you think about a flower or think about plants it's like there needs to be rain in order for you to have that sunshine in order for you to have that rainbow um which I think um, on social media, especially because most of us are on there all the time, at least daily, right? At least scrolling. Uh, we forget that because all we see is the highlights. Like you said before, it's like we don't really see what's really happening behind closed doors with those individuals. Um, yeah. Wow. I did. That's some deep stuff, girlfriend. And I feel you on that. Like, uh, and I think honoring your own journey, I don't think our paths even though they're similar behind the chair, like us being hairdressers, I don't think they're supposed to look like everybody else's. You know what I mean? It's not supposed to. Uh, that would be really boring. <laughs> <laughs> that would be really boring. Um, but I think that's something in our industry um, that is changing, but it just takes time. And yeah, I think that's awesome. Yeah, and I think we need to normalize that too. That's why I love showing up yes. and I. Thing. like I did a whole experiment for a whole two years I told nobody about it I'm actually going to post about it this week where mm-hmm. I should without makeup and without getting my, my hair done or anything because I wanted to see because you know even as beauty professionals we have to look a certain way right yes love with the whole crown act we're starting to be you know more understanding that hey like it's our hair textures it's different textures we're still beautiful and there's still this whole stigma that, because I've heard it, I've taken classes, people are like, well, you need to look a certain way and dress a certain way so people take you seriously. And I got so tired of hearing that. I'm like, I'm going to do your experiment. We're in the pandemic. And if it fails, <laughs> I'm going to fail. <laughs> yes, it's going to be all right because nobody's working right now anyway. <laughs> yes, I love that. And I can't wait to see that post. And I'm sure you're going to share like a lot more detail on that. But that is a beautiful thing to remove all of those superficial or yeah. outside things to really connect to who you are on the inside and see. I, I want to know more about that experiment. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to post that. You know, like, I mean, I was brought up like you always need to have earrings. I know something's so simple, right? But you have to have earrings on. <laughs> And, like, you're, and that you always have to be ready because yeah. you know, like it's, it's part of your identity and if you if you don't like get dressed up you're fodonga or you don't <laughs> care about yourself. yes self-love you know and all this stigmas that we have to break on top of being in the beauty industry where we see all this like beauty and different things of what we should be and breaking right. barriers within ourselves like it's it's a journey too it is such a journey. And I think it starts with people like you making the example. So I want to clap for you on that girlfriend, because uh-huh. without your example, people are still going to be doing the same old damn thing, you know? So I appreciate that. I want to know more about that. <laughs> Thank you. 
Yeah, but no, I really, I really have resonated a lot with your story about both of us being mothers and, you know, we chose our own path. And I just think it's such a beautiful example to everybody that you get to choose your own path. You know, it doesn't have to be the same like everybody's. Yes, it's, it's not even about choosing. It's, I feel like it's choosing to accept your own path that you get to create. Do you know what I mean? It's like not, not following somebody else's path because you think that's the right one. You need to really honor yourself and your families and where you're currently at, not for where you used to be and not for where you think you should be because that's going to happen all on its own. <laughs> that's what I think anyway. <laughs> so true. I love that. I love that. Yeah. So tell me, so what's the, what are you thinking now with relocating and everything? What are you doing now to grow your business as you're relocating? And this girl right here is about to relocate because I'm like... <laughs> Do I tell everybody? Do I not? I'm like, I'm going to start tagging. I know the city and locally and, you know, networking. I'm like, but what do I do? You know, and it's a small town. I mean, I'm going from like this huge county, it's wine country and all this beautiful, like the middle freaking nowhere. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I started, I re I have restarted my business many, many times. And one thing I can say about relocating, cause it's not new to me. Um, when I moved to upstate New York, you know, whenever I would tell people that like, oh, I'm moving to New York or I live in New York, they're like, oh my God, it's so popular. It's like, no girl, I'm in Amish country. There are (laughs) horse and buggies on the street. Okay. Like this, this is not a place where you can quote unquote grow. Okay. (laughs) But if I can make it in Amish country, girl, you're going to do so, so great in wine country. Okay. (laughs) Those are two different markets. I wasn't country. Now I'm going to like middle of nowhere country. (laughs) I think you're going to be so, I think you're going to, I know it's scary because even though I'm seasoned in restarting, it is scary every single, I'm scared right now. And I've done this so many times, but I guess uh, to answer your question, like how to restart, I think marketing definitely has changed. And I think you have a huge advantage as far as you know how to show up online. You're yourself. And I think that really is a strong point because you're going to connect to the people you're trying to attract. Um, So as far as that, I do have to give a huge shout out to uh, my girlfriend. Her name is Mariah Cloak. She has an extension brand and education, and she actually has, it's called her six figure blueprint. Um, But I am going off of her six figure blueprint where she offers um, modern day marketing. And I can talk a little bit more about that offline. I don't feel too comfortable sharing it online because it's her, you know, it's her, it's her education and I want to respect her and her business. Um, But I definitely would start there right now. What I'm doing, um, I'm doing like, I feel like it's important to know if you're going to be marketing online, which platform to choose. So in upstate New York, my social media platform was Facebook. Like the Facebook moms page in these small little towns are popping for hair <laughs> people. They are pop, they will show up for you. Like the second you tell somebody you do hair, they're like, oh my God, they want to check out all your stuff. So um, I really grew and Facebook is not my favorite. Okay. It's like super old school to me. But if that's where my people are, if that's what's going to get people in my chair, and being in another military town, that w- worked really well for me when I was in New York. Here in Cheyenne, um, it's a little bit more broader. So Facebook 
isn't where I want to be. I feel like most of my ideal clients are on Instagram. So now I am starting just to show up and to show my work. Um, and one thing I think that holds a lot of stylists back is resharing their work. So you, it's no secret. Like I haven't been doing hair consistently in the past two years. I've done like friends and family here and there, like maybe a handful of clients. Um, but now I'm showing up on Instagram and I'm sharing old work. That is still my work. That is still my capability. So I'm not ashamed to repurpose this content that I've used even two years ago. It's still my work, right? Um, until I get those butts in my chair. So right now I'm spending a lot of time, more time on Instagram, trying to connect with my target audience or my ideal clients and little things like where do, where do they like to hang out? It's like coffee shops, like yeah. little boutiques and going to their, those boutiques and coffee shops, um, Instagram and going to their followers and be, and I'm, I'm snooping. Okay. I'm being, <laughs> I'm being creepy as fuck on Instagram no. and <laughs> I'm going through their follower list and like, let me click this girl. She's cute. She looks like somebody I would vibe with. She looks like somebody who would fit the services that I like to do. So I'm creating literally like right now, I did it like 10 minutes before I got on this call is I created, you know, the save button. I have a little collection and it says potential clients. And like, I'm putting all those people that I'm finding online. So that way I, I feel like I need to build a little bit of traction and show up to on my services a little bit more on Instagram before I reach out to these people and literally just ask them on a hair date. Like, hey, <laughs> I'm new to the area. I really like your vibe and style. I, I have a special right now and I'd love to see you. And like, that's it, <laughs> you know, not making it super complicated. And I think it's scary to put ourselves out there, but at the same time, this is how our clients like to see us too. You know what I mean? They want to see consistency online. They want to see your work. They want to see your before and afters. Um, and they want to connect with you, a real person. Um, so that's what I'm currently doing. I will let you know how it goes because I because <laughs> I haven't got clients yet. I'm still like I'm in this process and in this motion. But um, yeah, that's what I'm doing. And I think for you, especially like I've seen your website, your steps ahead, your steps ahead. <laughs> If I was a client and you know, you reached out to me and I see your beautiful hair pictures and posts, and then I'm like, oh my God, it's so easy to book with her. Like, this is a no brainer. You know what I mean? And we're not, yeah, hello. Yeah, sign me up. And um, we're, I, I think it's important to note too, that when we do reach out, even in DMs or however, we're not expecting a hundred percent feedback rate. Like expect some no's, expect some no replies, except um, expect some scenes and people not getting back to you. Like that is okay. We have to build that tough skin uh, because we're not looking, like let's say I reach out to hundred people. I'm not looking for a hundred clients. What's gonna happen is maybe five to 10 people are like, you know what girl? Yeah, sign me up. It's like, I just need to get a, a start, you know? And then once those people are in my chair, then I can smooth them with my hair loving and my <laughs> guest experience <laughs> and they're going to tell their friends and it's going to grow. So um, that's my long answer. <laughs> something you said before, let me get my charger. I am one yes. of those whose phone's always dying and I try to, 
die again. You know, we keep it real AF here. And sometimes my phone dies. And it's like, no. and that's okay. That means you're working it, girlfriend. I know. I've been working it. I've been working it. But I really love how you were talking about showing up with your old work because it's still your work. Yes. You know, and I'm at the point right now where I cannot post because every I had to take down a post I did while I I uh, just took it off my feet. It's still there for hairstylist to look at it. How I balayage. Okay. Um, but I had to take it down because I was getting reached out for new clients to do their hair. And right now you're not in the position to do that, right? Yeah, right now. Yeah, okay. no. I'm like, dude, I'm only working on Saturdays and like I just have. <laughs> my you know oh my gosh girl see I think I think you are gonna do more than fine with wherever you move you just gotta what holds me back is me in my own head because I get ahead of myself I'm like I don't know if I'm gonna do good I don't know if I'm gonna make it it's just like we're already doing the steps that we need to to get those clients so just trust yourself trust the process it's gonna be messy it's not always gonna be fun but we just need those one or two people to get in our chair to make love to them and their hair (laughs) yeah and I think it's so important to what you were saying that we need to show our work like and I know it's scary like honestly and this is a big secret and it's really not a secret because I talk about it sometimes but you probably if you're new hello welcome amiga um I do not like any of my work all I see in my work like I know I know how to do stuff okay I know I have some talent I guess what people call it but I (laughs) see the imperfections I only see I could have done this better yeah. that hair up there's a there's a flyaway I don't like how that curled I don't like this I don't like the lighting if it's under a tree what if people think that it's splotchy when it's actually the sun beaming through the leaves right things that's all I see with my work but something that has really helped me to be where I'm at today I think just saying you know what F it it's not about me yes. someone be here why to show up for somebody else? It's not about me. It's about them. So just do it. Yes. And I want to add a couple of things to that. I yes. think as artists, we have so much love and passion for what we do that we are our own biggest critics behind the chair. Like how you were saying the imperfections and this hair was off, this hair is that. Like I definitely have feel those things too, like still to this day. But I feel like it's important. I think that's part of our ego and we need to get out of our own freaking way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like you said, just show up. And one thing I think we need to step into and to honor is the growth. And we can't like, we need to post those pictures that are imperfect, <laughs> imperfect. So that way, as we continue to post, we can see like a month ago, like, hey, remember that two hairs that were out of place? Like now they're perfect and polished over here. It's like, we need to allow ourselves that time and not hold back. Cause I, I can say for myself and I know other stylists who are listening, like open your phone right now and tell me in your photos, how many damn hair pictures you have, but you haven't posted. Like use those (laughs) so many countless, right? So we have those things, but I think we need to also step into being imperfect and getting out of our own way and allowing ourselves that growth to make those things quote-unquote perfect later. I love that you say that because it's so true. I mean, that's something that I do with my mobile to this day. Like I didn't start with it perfect. I'm like, I know I need this much to get it running and then Mm -hmm. I keep adding it and tweaking it and I'm like, you know, it's kind of the same thing. It's like a whole like work in progress and 
if I have waited, if I had waited until I felt perfect or I look well enough or I sound perfect or I'm right. like else, I would not be here today. Right. Exactly. So honoring that those imperfections to allow yourself to grow. I think that's so powerful. Really, really important. Yes. Oh, yeah. So is there anything else, Sam? They have oh. any no, now your turn. <laughs> I <laughs> well, love this. I want to do like two episodes out of this because there's some really beautiful and thoughtful stuff in there. Yes, I love it. Well, I do. Um, I would love to wrap it up with you for this session and just say thank you for having me. Um, and if anybody's interested, I also have a podcast. It's called the Breaking Industry Norms. You can find it on all of the podcast channels, whichever podcast uh, platform you like to listen to. And you can find me also on Instagram and TikTok at Sam Marie O'Hare. So, but that's it. Yeah, I don't really have any more questions. I think this conversation was so beautiful. And it's been really an honor just to sit down and share with you. And thank you for having me. I hope my first interview wasn't as bad as I thought. So. Amazing. You're like, okay. I'm just like, hey, this. really did awesome. Um, so to end this episode, what would be in this 2022, no matter where we're at, like, you know, you're in Wyoming, I'm in California. Yeah. And I know our listeners are from all over um, the states and outside outside the states. With all this like uncertainty and changes, you know, because life and business is always full of changes. What would be like your one biggest piece of advice that you would give to somebody today? Oh, that's a good question. Um, what's coming to me right now? Because <laughs> I try to be like intuitive, like we talked about before we press record as well. Um, is just really honoring where you're at, not where everybody else is at, not where your friends are at, not where you not necessarily want to be, but where are you currently at? Um, and learning to be okay with that and accepting that your path and your journey is just yours and it's not supposed to look like anybody else's. Um, that would be my, my piece of advice today. I love that. Thank you so much for showing up authentically as yourself. For Awesome and open for this interview as from Latina to Latina. Yes. So what's your name again? Sam? Break, breaking Industry Norms. Breaking Industry Norms. Okay, guys. So that, well, I really loved it. Like I've been listening to the episodes as well. <laughs> and always room for all of us to grow. I agree. In abundance and we can support each other and it's going to be all good. We can cheer for one another. Yes. We- and there's room for all of us so thank you sam for thank you spend some time with me i really appreciate i appreciate you thank you friend